Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, APAS seeks help from rural residents to take an internet speed test. The General Farm Group wants to set up a baseline for internet service to push for improvements, and we have an interview with the President. Clean Farms reveals the amount of obsolete farm pesticides and livestock medications that have been removed from southern Saskatchewan during a campaign in late October. Real Agriculture has an update on cattle markets. The annual crop production show in January in Saskatoon has been cancelled due to COVID-19. And we have a feature on controlling green foxtail from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Free. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. The Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan has launched Saskatchewan's first internet speed test. President Todd Lewis is asking rural residents to test their internet speed, to set up a baseline for internet service levels, and to be able to push for improvements. Well, we partnered with uh, the Canadian Internet uh, Registration Authority, and they're a group that uh, you know wants to see improvements in connectivity across the country and. And really what the test, uh, people that take the test, it'll, it'll uh, establish a baseline for uh, what kind of service there is in rural Saskatchewan. You know, it's important. Uh, we have lots of anecdotal evidence that people aren't uh, satisfied with their, with their service. And this test will uh, go a long ways to creating uh, some uh, information that we can take back to uh, the service providers and governments and say, uh, you know, this is what's actually happening on the ground here in Saskatchewan. And, and uh, this is what kind of service we're getting. And it's important, I think, also for people to realize, uh, you know, we pay for a, a level of service and uh, are, are they in fact receiving that service? And, uh, or, or uh, are they uh, not, not getting what they're paying for? So I think it's important on, on both levels. And uh, I think we'll just put a lot more clarity around uh, how, how the uh, connectivity is in rural Saskatchewan. Just what is this internet speed test? How does someone access it? Yeah, go on to the uh, APAS uh, website, APAS.ca, and then, then follow the links, and it'll, it'll hook up on, on hook you into the uh, system. It, it doesn't, uh, it asks for a little bit of information, and uh, you uh, just plug that in, and then it uh, just goes through through the process and tells you what your download speed is, and, and uh, it's uh, it's not, not very time-consuming and uh, fairly user-friendly, and uh, we're hoping uh, lots of people take the time to engage in this just so that we, as I say, we get a baseline as to what kind of service we do have in the province. How bad is rural internet? Well, <laughs> some days it's uh, really poor and some days it's, uh, it, 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 depending who you talk to, it's, it's not too bad, but uh, certainly we've, we've uh, had lots of issues uh, with COVID with uh, people, you know, trying to do distance learning at home. Uh, you know, kids are out of school uh, and, you know, we may have uh, more kids at home trying to, take their classes and their education from their kitchen tables and so on. And, and uh, we've heard lots of issues with, uh, you know, service being dropped, service not being available, uh, slow speeds, all those kind of things that uh, really are making it difficult for rural uh, residents to uh, be able to uh, live in these times. 
So you kind of answered this, but why does rural Saskatchewan need improved rural internet service? Well, as I say, just on the on the personal side for for uh, uh, being able to live, you know, choose to live in rural Saskatchewan. If you don't uh, have good service anymore, it's getting more and more difficult to be able to to uh, be able to operate. Uh, not only for your family, but uh, certainly on business side as well. With the farming and ranching is uh, more and more web-based uh, and, and connectivity is, you know, more and more important as far as, uh, you know, even something as simple as uh, doing at home banking. If you don't have uh, good good service in a lot of, uh, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, the bank branches are closed in rural Saskatchewan uh, and even uh, it's difficult for a lot of the time in the cities to uh, find a branch that's that is open, you know, and and, and uh, doesn't have long lineups and so on with COVID. So it's, uh, you know, it's something that's uh, it's quickly becoming a necessity. It's not a luxury anymore. And and uh, we're sure hoping to identify some of these problems and, and uh, you know, provide some solutions and see some solutions come from government government as well as service providers. So we do, we do end up with better service in, in uh, Saskatchewan. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS, Saskatchewan's General Farm Group. Canada. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Saskatchewan farmers got rid of a lot of obsolete farm chemicals last month. Clean Farms collected unwanted farm pesticides and livestock medications at 20 sites in southern Saskatchewan in late October. Clean Farms Western Business Manager Shane Henderson says farmers delivered a total of six semi-trailer loads of obsolete farm chemicals to the collection sites. Overall, based on some of the feedback from the site supervisors that we had out there, um, overall the, the collection went really, really well. We had great responses from, from a lot of the, the farmers that participated. Um, you know, we're still, it's still quite early. We don't have all the final numbers back yet, but it looks like it's shaping up to be a, an above average year. Uh, a lot of the, the comments that we received from, from the growers that participated are that, you know, they're grateful for the, the service, the free service. Um, when they arrive on site, there's no payment required. It's all covered by the, the cost of the product when they buy the product. We were seeing products that were, you know, anywhere from 10 years old to over 40 years old in some case. So really, really old stuff coming back. Uh, and a lot of the producers that participated reported that um, in the last couple of years they've retired from from farming, which is why we're seeing a lot of these really old products that have probably been sitting around for a number of years, uh, waiting to be disposed, and, and they finally got the opportunity this year. It was also uh, really great based on, I wasn't there myself personally, but based on some of the photos, it looked like, you know, there was great social distancing measures in place because of COVID and, uh, and everything went as planned. Have you got some preliminary numbers you can give me as to what you actually collected? So we don't uh, we don't have the final numbers yet, but what we we do know is that there was about six full tractor trailer loads of, of product that was pulled out of uh, out of the twenty locations over the course of the week, which is uh, generally high. We usually um, plan on about uh, four tractor trailers, one for. Uh, you know, we've got um, uh, uh, five collections um, or four teams doing five collections over the course of the week. And we usually plan for one truckload per team. So in this case, we actually filled uh, two trucks 
before the end of the, the, the program. So, you know, we're looking at probably a, a, an increase of about uh, 50% more than what we were anticipating. So we're looking forward to getting those final numbers back once all the material has been unpacked and repacked and prepared for shipping to its final destination. That's when we get all the uh, the actual tonnages and we can compare against previous years. But it's looking like we're, we're an above average year this year for sure. So how do you dispose of these chemicals? So these are all going for uh, high temperature incineration. They're going for hazardous waste uh, destruction. And, um, you know, there's several uh, facilities that we, we use both in Canada and the U.S. To, to dispose of these things. So Shane, where will you be next year collecting unwanted farm chemicals? So next year we'll be switching to, uh, to several other regions across the country. We're going to be in the Okanagan uh, and Kootenai Interior region in B.C., in next fall, we're going to be in the southern region of Alberta. We're going to be in the northern region of Saskatchewan, which if you uh, draw a line at Davidson and head north, we're going to have t- around 20 collection locations uh, in that area. Uh, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick in 2021. And when are you back in southern Saskatchewan collecting these chemicals? Southern Saskatchewan, it'll be another, we do it on a three-year rotation. So three years from now, so it'll be uh, 2023, we'll be back in southern Saskatchewan. Shane Henderson is the Western Business Manager for Clean Farms. It's a non-profit group which collects obsolete farm pesticides and livestock medications. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Joining me now for the Beef Market Update is Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Uh, welcome here, Ann. Bring us up to speed what we did get some trade data in the last couple of weeks. So where are we at with export? Yeah, well, we've been, you know, talking about trade a lot because we know both the U.S. and Canada have a pile of beef that we need to get through. And export markets are obviously an important piece of that um, that destination uh, at the end of the day. So we were waiting and looking for September trade data. It came out last week. A little disappointing after we had a really good uh, July and August. Uh, so September itself was down 4% from a year ago. That leaves our year-to-date Canadian beef exports down 7%. I guess one thing to note, the value of our exports so far this year are only down 2%. So that's good news. But again, like I mentioned at the, at the onset, we've got lots of tonnage to so we're going to be looking at that. The key countries are two main countries. Uh, in September, we were down 6% into the U.S. and down 24% into Japan. It's still been a, you know, certainly a difficult uh, recovery as we go forward. So that, um, the other piece I just wanted to talk about was some of the live cattle exports in September. So what we just talked about was beef. Um, no big change on our fed cattle, our steering heifer exports in September. They were down 7%. Uh, cow exports up 28 and that's been the case all year long so year to date we're up 33 percent again as our packers in canada focused on killing young cattle um there's had to be more cows moving to the u.s for slaughter feeder cattle exports were were up a bit in september but overall for the year down 41 percent okay so 
not not the greatest report necessarily as far as exports go on the beef side. Uh, Japan, of course, being an incredibly valuable market, and U.S. being mm-hmm. a huge market. Um, the 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 cow numbers down to the U.S. now. In true numbers, are we looking at higher call rates? You think, or is it really just um, in line with average? But we just had to move them to the to the south. Well, no, we're not moving enough, I guess, to be really blunt, Lindsay. So even with these exports up, with our cow slaughter down uh, 20-some percent here in Canada, our net uh, cow marketings are still down 10% from last year. So, no, we're not moving nearly as many um, cows out of the system as we did last year. Um, and again, I, I can see why last week's price at the auction market here in Western Canada was the lowest um, cow-cow price we'd had since 2012. So it's certainly weighing on, on the market, and I guess that would be one of certainly the downers in terms of uh, this fall's marketings. Okay. All right. So let's bring it into maybe uh, into the, the U.S. from looking to international markets. Let's talk U.S. and then we'll bring it home. But uh, what are we talking price-wise in the U.S.? What, are, what have been some of those moves there? Well, finally, a good week to report in terms of U.S. Fed cattle prices, which will hopefully set the stage for for some improvements up here, which we haven't seen yet. But U.S. market this week in the north, at least, they hadn't traded yet in the south um, when we're talking here, but 110 in the north, which is $3 higher uh, U.S. from last week, and 172 dress, which is about a nickel uh, or five bucks higher than, than last week. So finally seeing... Um, the U.S. market clear through some of that backlog or delayed marketings and getting to the point where we actually saw their carcass weights drop five pounds um, last week. So that, that's a, a, a good sign. And the other piece has been on the demand uh, side. So we saw the cutout, saw significant strength this week. Um, last night's close was uh, just over 226 100 on the choice. That's up 12 bucks from a week ago and almost $20 higher than, it, than two weeks ago. So great move. That's a signal demand. Um, still wanting to, to get um, beef on the, on the platter, if you will, as you head into U.S. Thanksgiving and the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Now, you did mention that carcass weights have pulled back a little. Are they still uh, higher than, than, the, than the average? Yeah, certainly. So for the U.S., um, uh, that, that was the case, uh, but still 23 pounds over a year ago. Okay. The bad news, and I was hoping we maybe didn't have to talk about this today, but we, last week's Canadian steer weight, we're doing the opposite of the U.S. We actually jumped 29 pounds in one week, and we are now 42 pounds or sorry, 29 pounds heavier than a year ago and 42 pounds heavier than the five-year average. So that is concerning. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today, cloudy with 30% chance of light snow, wind up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high today, minus 4, the low minus 10. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, wind southeast 30, the high plus 1, the low minus 1. Wednesday, sunny and melting, the high plus 6, the low minus 7. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high plus 1, the low minus 11. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 10. Saturday, sunny with a high minus 3, the low minus 10. 
Sunday, sunny, the high, minus 1. Normal high for this date, minus 2. The normal low, minus 12. The sun rose at 8.15 this morning. It sets at 5.12 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is plus 1 at Cypress Hills Park. The cold spot, Key Lake up north, minus 16. On the roundup, Estevan is minus 4. Saskatoon, minus 7. Swift Current, minus 9. Weyburn, minus 5. Yorkton is minus 9. In Regina with mist, it's minus 5. That's 23 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 11. Humidity is 94%. The barometer rising 102.5. Fog in Moose Jaw, minus 5. Winds are from the west-northwest at 8. Once again, Regina, mist and minus 5. That's 23 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Western Canadian Crop Production Show in Saskatoon in January has been cancelled due to COVID-19. The Agriculture Manager for Prairie Land Park in Saskatoon, Lori Cates, says several large corporate exhibitors cancelled their attendance due to travel bans. She says the show has a great reputation and doing a half, partial or virtual show wasn't something they wanted to consider. We had uh, held out hope, I guess, that we could move forward with the show. Uh, we've had discussions with uh, the government and with Sask Health, but given the current situation of COVID, it was uh, becoming, I guess, more clear that it would not be in the best interest um, of our exhibitors or staff or the patrons to try and proceed. So um, we held off as long as we could, but uh, eventually had to make the very difficult decision to cancel. Kate says there already had been a lot of planning underway. Yeah, we actually start planning the show in July. That's when the applications go out, and uh, applications are back the 1st of September, and then we, you know, start planning a little further ahead then with, uh, you know, show layouts and that kind of thing. Um, But uh, we had quite a few cancellations from many of the large corporate uh, exhibitors that have had travel bans put in place. So that played a factor as well in our decision-making. Um, you know, we have had the show for 37 years, and it uh, has a reputation for probably one of the best shows in Western Canada for the crops industry. And um, having sort of a part show or a half show is not something that we wanted to consider or doing any type of virtual event. So... Uh, this was the decision that we had to make, and uh, just, I guess, the way it's going to be this year. Kate says the focus now shifts to the 2022 show. Right, yeah. The uh, crop production show is sort of the uh, the key show that we do as far as agriculture goes at Prairie Land Park. Uh, we have a number of other egg shows that we do throughout the summer that we'll start focusing on now, and with the hopes, of course, that we'll be able to proceed with them. Um, and again, I, you know, I will be in touch with all the exhibitors and we'll start uh, the planning for 2022 in July and, uh, yeah, hope for the best crop production show, crop sphere and crop week is, uh, has always been a very important 
time of year for the city of Saskatoon for businesses, hotels, restaurants, and um, it's definitely going to impact the city. And uh, it's very unfortunate, but I think all three of us have had to make those difficult decisions for the betterment of, uh, I guess, what's going to happen in the city. And, and hopefully we'll be able to move forward quickly. The next crop production show in Saskatoon is set for January 10th to 13th, the year 2022. Com. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. Saskatchewan Agriculture has released some tips on controlling an annoying weed, green foxtail. The crop extension specialist in Outlook, Kaylee Kindrichuk, explains. Green foxtail is a widespread weed across the prairies, and producers have been dealing with controlling it for decades. Green foxtail has been consistently ranked in the top three in all of the Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada weed surveys since the 1970s. It is not a difficult to control weed, but because herbicide resistance is on the rise, it is becoming increasingly more important to know more about this weed and use all of the tools available to control it. The conditions required for green foxtail to germinate can vary. Green foxtail germinates later in the spring with peak germination occurring once temperatures have hit 20 to 30 degrees. Since it emerges later, this usually means that these weeds may be missed by pre- or post-emergent herbicide applications. Germination rates will decrease if temperatures are lower, but it will still occur. Green foxtail is viable in the soil for up to 33 months, but in optimum conditions can remain viable for up to three years. Controlling green foxtail early is ideal while the weed is at the one to three leaf stage in order to minimize yield reductions. Early emerging weeds are most competitive. Late emerging weeds do not have as much of an effect on yield. However, they still produce seeds that enter the weed seed bank. Herbicide control options are limited in fields where green foxtail is resistant to groups one and two herbicides. Consult the guide to crop protection to see all available options with correct crop staging. In the last Egg Canada weed survey in 2014, 400 fields were surveyed. Of the 104 fields where green foxtail was found, 31% of them had a herbicide-resistant weed population. Group 1-resistant green foxtail was found in 17% of the fields, and Group 2-resistant green foxtail was found in 15% of the fields. Two fields had Group 1 and Group 2-resistant green foxtail. The next weed survey is underway and will be wrapped up in 2021. When seeds are mature in late summer or early fall, they will drop from the panicle to the soil surface. These weeds commonly produce hundreds of seeds per plant, but under optimal conditions, large plants can produce five to 12,000 seeds per plant. Seeds are also spread by birds and water, and seeds can float on water for up to 10 days. For more information, visit saskatchewan.ca or contact your local crops extension specialist. This has been Kaylee Kondracic, crops extension specialist with Saskatchewan Agriculture and Outlook. Coming up, market update. Up. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollows Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra had some downward movement in early morning trading. 
Canola fell $3.30 at 5.11.87. Lentils dropped $14 at 6.15.50. Number one red spring wheat fell $3.15 at 2.31.55. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 2.88.44. Feed barley, $209.70. Flax, 6.71.75. Oats, 201.53. Yellow peas, 3.19.39. And feed wheat, 183.72. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures went down three and a half cents at 551 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. 3,050 calves in the Saturday sale. 552 pounds. The average on every calf sold at $1,149 per head. That's a dead heat and what the calves brought one year ago in the same sale. But these calves are 40 pounds a head lighter than they were a year ago. Here's the trade. It remains pretty active here. 720 weight, 67 black steers weighing 720 at 192. The 711 reds, 190. 650 pound steers, 198 and a quarter at 640. The blacks bring 204 and a quarter and 205 and a quarter, and the red steers, 203. Right at 600 pounds, the steers, any color, but the good ones, 205 to 207. 75. 575 weight red steers, 213.75. I am the, here's some red steers from the agars coming from Scout Lake. They bring 215 at 570. Into the 555 60 weight steers, they bring 215 to 222.75. On the Thursday sale, the Char steers weighing 550 brought 233. Into the right at 500 pounds on Saturday, the Reds 228.75. The Red Crosses with a touch of Sim 233.75. And the Black Steers 233.75. 475 weight Black Steers 241.50. And 463 pound Steers at 253. They're feeling good about the grass calves for next year. 28, 412 pound black steers, 276 and a quarter, and the red cross steers, 265, 75. Into the heifer trade, six and quarter weights, the blacks, 182 to 187. Uh, here's the 586 weight red heifers at 183, and the 580 weight black heifers go from 187 up to the sim cross black heifers at 191. 530 weight heifers from 198 to two dollars on the blacks. We have some baldy heifers at 183.50 and some red heifers at 193. 507 pounds straight low to black heifers at 201. The 470 weight black heifers at 207. The reds at a dollar 98. 422 weight red heifers at 214 and a quarter, and the black heifers right on four at 223.50. That's the way it is. Cattle country, Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,800 hogs Friday, selling a range of 166 to 183 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,000 head, selling a range of 166 to 178 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the weekend, Saturday, November 14th, are Wooly West 2020 contract, 167.70, Wooly West 2021 contract, 
184.10, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 166.23, Ham's Cash, 164.23, Thunder Creek Brickco, 170.27, High Life Cash, 176.22, and High Life Contract, $183.51 per CKG. Ham's Cash Hog price today is down, and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is down 14 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3147. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.52 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are lower to start the week, and maintaining the downside trend that developed after marketing week 43, or week ending October 24th. The negotiated Western Corn Bell is down by 38 cents, and the National is 60 cents lower. While the National Cutout Adjusted Benchmark is down $2.64 U.S. 100, it is still 6% higher than the cash average is normally seen in this marketing week. Last week's slaughter was estimated 2.688 million head, a 0.9% drop compared to last week, and 2.7% lower than a year ago. Coming up, the Resource Report. Today. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns, and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca. Gains in the wood, chemical, and food industries help push manufacturing sales 1.5% to $53.8 billion in September. Stats Canada says sales rose in 13 of the 21 manufacturing sectors as the wood industry climbed 9.6% in September to a record $3.3 billion due to higher sales at sawmills and wood preservation manufacturers. The chemical industry rose 6.7% to $4.5 billion while the food industry increased 1.3% to $9.2 billion for the month. West Coast Energy has been fined for failing to prevent a fiery pipeline blast northeast of Prince George, B.C. two years ago that led to natural gas shortages in B.C. through the winter. The Enbridge subsidiary was handed the $40,000 penalty after the Canada Energy Regulator determined West Coast did not adequately implement a stress corrosion monitoring program that would have identified the problem section of the pipe. Enbridge says it has paid the fine and is undertaking an aggressive integrity program to prevent future incidents. Canada's main stock index posted a triple-digit advance in late morning trading led by the energy and financial sectors, while U.S. stock markets also climbed higher, following more positive test results for a second potential COVID-19 vaccine. The TSX Composite Index was up 131 points at 16,807. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 452 points at 29,932. The Canadian dollar traded at 76.52 cents U.S. compared with 76.06 cents on Friday. The December crude oil contract was up $1.42 at 4155 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 145 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 345 p.m. Tomorrow morning there's another Agri-News report at 645 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good day. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A 620 CKRM.